0: Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino that's right chumacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes!
1: Chumba
0: Chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited
1: by law 18 plus Starts and conditions apply See website for details
0: You're about to
2: experience A life-giving message From Bishop Kevin Foreman The People's Bishop And Pastor of Harvest Church We exist to lead people to totally Love God Love people And love life As one church In global locations Find out more On our website At www.harvestchurch.church Or get our app By texting the word Harvest To the number 55498 Your faithful giving Is how we continue To bring life-giving messages like these to you so bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give now here's today's life giving message
1: confession of faith together y'all ready let's say it together i'm in my year of jubilee i'm expecting celebration emancipation and restoration every day in jesus name amen so god we tell you that we are open and we are ready moved by your spirit get the glory at this 1115 in this building and online, God, and I pray that we will give you the glory forever and ever 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 and ever. And then after that, we give you some more glory. Why? Because we realize that this is a month where the greatness that's on us and the greatness that's in us, you're commanding it to come forth. Every person in this building in the line that know that God's called you to be great on three. Release a great praise. One, two, three, go! Hallelujah! Hallelujah hallelujah come on somebody shout he called me to be great grab a seat let's go to work so this series all this month has been called how to be great and you'll notice that great ends with an eight like you do for text messages versus e-a-t why because when you're a person of greatness you can always step into an eight what's eight eight is a biblical number of a new beginning which means when god calls you to be great just like he's called the person sitting next to you and you and everybody watching online you're never afraid of a new beginning what if i told you that god has made a lot of periods show up in your life so that you could put your past behind you so that you can have a new beginning right here smack dab in the middle of the fifth month i wish you'd elbow somebody say there's a new beginning for you there's a new you are never at the end. You are never uh, tore up from the flow up. It's never the end for you. It's never over for you. Why? Because since you've been called to be great, you're always going to find yourself on an eight. Listen, they may fire you. You're going to have an eight open up for you. You may lose that house. God will give an eight to open up for you. You might lose that particular friend, but guess what? You can never lose a friend. All I did was discover an enemy. There's an eight for me. Would you fist bump somebody and say, there's an eight for you. Because God's got greatness on you. Tell them. Uh Uh-uh, I don't like the way they said it. Say it to somebody else. Say, there's an eight for you. Because God's got greatness on you. Yeah, never afraid of a new beginning. Never afraid of a fresh start. You drop me in a brand new city, I'll figure it out. You drop me in a brand new situation, I'll figure it out. You leak, you're going to hurt me, but I'll take what was meant for evil and watch God got turned for my good. And what hurt me deepest is going to be what helps me most. Come on, say, it's on me and it's in me. So greatness is God's promise to us and all of his promises come with a process, which means there's some steps, there's some stages, some things you've got to go through in order to get to a place called greatness. In Genesis 12 and 2, we see God make this promise to a man named Abram, who will later be renamed as Abraham, because whenever God is going to change your, from good to great, he's going to make sure that there's an identification change. Let me help some of you understand how you know you're shifting from good to great. Say, how do I know, Bishop? Because people who have known you recognize that you are not the same you today as you were from when they met you. There's been an identification change. They met you in depression, now you are out of it. They met you at a low place, now you're at a high place. They met you when you were thirsty for other people's opinions to validate you. And now you walk around and say, if God be for me, I could care less if you, 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 you you don't like me. If God be for me, tell me who would dare be against me. He says to Abram, he says, and I will make you a great nation. What does this mean? Everything attached to you is going to be great. Your family will be great. Your finances will be great. Your faith will be great. It doesn't mean perfect. It just means that if I look comparatively speaking to other people, you can see that it's great. Let me check the room. Let me check online. How many of you that if you're honest, you may not be where you want to be, but you can thank God you're not where you used to be. And where you're at is greater than everybody else that you know. I Okay, watch me. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you abundantly and make your name great. What does that mean? Exalted or distinguished. Your name's going to be at the top. You'll be the top producer. You'll be the top one in your department. You'll be the top one in your environment. You'll be the top in your family. Watch me. They don't like you, but they can't stop you from coming to the top. I want to know if there's some people in here where you're, watch me. Your Most of your hate has come from your own. Most of the people who are trying to water you down have been your own. Can I tell you that your name is like a bobblehead? It's just always gonna pop up. Your name is like a floating in a swimming pool. You can push it down as much as you want, but you're gonna have to watch me pop up. What if I prophesied that May was gonna be your pop-up month? I please give me what I need. What if I prophesied to you that May was gonna be your pop-up month? Elbow somebody said this is your pop-up month. Your... Oh, yeah, whatever had me buried, I'm popping up out of that. Whatever had me down, I'm popping up out of that. It's about to be a pop-up in the room. It's about to be a... Let's go. And I will make your name exalted and distinguished, which means different. Your name won't be like everybody else. They're going to see everybody else's name, and they will get to your name. They're going to have to stop for a moment. They're going to list everybody else out, but when they get to you, they're going to have to stop for a moment. God says, I'm going to make your name distinguished. Your name's going to be associated with wealth. Your name's going to be associated with favor. Your name's going to be associated with excellence. When they say your name, watch me, they may not like you, but they ain't going to be able to deny that you're distinguished. They're going to say, no, don't play with her. She ain't to be played with. Don't play with him. He's not to be played with because that name is distinguished. Distinguished. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you abundantly and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. You say, Bishop, if he's talking to Abram, who would later be named Abraham, what what does this have to do with me? Well, Galatians 3.29 says that God's promise to Abraham belongs to us. Which means everything he said to Abraham, it's as if he said it to me. So when he said, I'll make you a great nation, he was talking to Bishop Kevin Foreman. I need you to say your name. One, two, three. What does this mean? Everything attached to you is going to be great. Why is that a place to celebrate? Because for some of you, God has been canceling good so that great could show up. He's been canceling good friendships. You're about to have some great ones. He's been canceling good relationships. You're about to have some great ones. He's been canceling good opportunities. You're about to have some great ones. Say, this is his promise to me. Talk 1115. Say, this is his promise to me. So Wednesday, I taught you that greatness isn't comfortable. How do you know that God is loading a new level of greatness for you? Because this thing has levels. You don't arrive at a place called great. You drive through a place called great. Which means once I hit one level, there's another level for me to hit. Once I hit that level, there's a level after that. Once I hit a level after that, there's another level. I'm going to tell you, you will never outgreat the greatness that God has prepared for you. Which means every time you think it's over, he's loading a new level. And for some of you, the transition you're in right now is just the new level loading. Mm. The reason you don't feel comfortable right now is because a new level is loading. The reason you've even been uneasy in where you've been living and where you've been around and who you've been dealing with is because there's a new level loading. And I'm so glad that God has dismissed everybody and everything from your previous level because they're not going to stop you from getting to your next level. Greatness isn't comfortable. How do I know greatness is loading? Because I'm uncomfortable. How do I know that greatness is loading? Because there is discomfort. Pay attention. Um, uncomfortable, watch me, it means causing discomfort or annoyance. Now, this is crazy because even though greatness isn't comfortable, it requires my confidence. So I have to be confident, watch me, while I am in discomfort or annoyance. I'm going to say it again. Greatness isn't comfortable, but it requires my confidence how am i confident in the midst of something that i am not comfortable in because for most of us our comfort comes, our confidence comes from what makes us comfortable so it's difficult to be confident and i'm not comfortable because i'm not in what i'm used to but i needed to learn that what i'm used to isn't what i needed anyhow oh my god Please put up the Lancelot third, please. Greatness isn't comfortable, but it requires you to be confident. And sometimes you got to go through uncomfortable places and places that have you in a place of discomfort. Why? So that you can discover the things that made you comfortable weren't really necessary in the first place. You needed them to not do a good job. So you discover you never needed them to do the job in the first place i feel like preaching now you needed people to walk out on you to show yourself how fast you can bounce back in their absence elbow somebody said you got to be confident even when you're not comfortable so here it is what is uncomfortable it is causing discomfort or annoyance if you feel annoyed right now wave at me if there's anybody that feels annoyed watch me watch me that annoyance is proof that greatness is loading And even when you're annoyed, you gotta be comfortable. Come here, all right, watch me. I'm gonna walk and I need you to do stuff that annoys me. All right, come on, I'm gonna walk, okay, do stuff that's annoying, do stuff that's annoying, do stuff that's annoying. See, watch me, you gotta be confident even when you got people who make you wanna hit them in the face, y'all. I wish I had honest people. Apparently y'all ain't never been like that. God says, I need you to be comfortable even if you got people calling you, starting stuff with you. People on social media starting stuff with you. Family folks starting stuff with you. People trying to mess. God says, you got to be comfortable even if you are annoyed. Would you tell somebody next to you, say, don't let them stop you. Don't let them block you. Say, be comfortable in not being comfortable. Irritation, irritation, irritation. God says, if you're irritated, anybody got some airs, you're irritated right now. God says, greatness is loading. Whenever I take you from a place of comfort, I'm allowing greatness to load for you. And the problem with many Christians is that these are the things you pray for. You pray for comfort. You pray not to be annoyed. You pray not to be irritated, which means you stay in good when great is calling. Ooh, but I heard your phone ring. And you're about to answer because greatness is on the other line. Your phone's about to ring. Your name's about to be brought up. Opportunity's about to open for you. I wish I had some faith people in the building. On three, holler, great, then put a praise behind it. One, two, three, great, put a praise behind it. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. What is it? It is discomfort. So this means I feel uneasy. It means I feel anxious or I feel embarrassed. What's crazy is that you can feel embarrassed by something that only you saw. You can feel embarrassed, watch me, and to everybody else, it was amazing. And you talking about, but it wasn't this, but it wasn't that, but it wasn't this. For some of you, God, watch me, you are so used to walking in greatness that you don't recognize that your bad is better than most people's amazing. So you sit next to somebody, that watch me, that while they maybe felt embarrassed by certain things, everybody else looking at them like, that was amazing. That was incredible. You ever felt like you did a horrible job on something, and then the, when you felt the worst, that's when everybody was like, that was so amazing. You did such an amazing job. What was God teaching you? That sometimes you will feel anxious. You will feel embarrassed and you will feel uneasy. Watch me. And your feeling is not a fact. Just because you feel it does not mean that that's a fact of the reality of what happened. Why? Because when you're great, you do great things on accident. I want to preach. When you're great, you say great things on accident. When you're great, you walk into great situations on accident. And while it seems accidental to you and I, it's providential to God because there are no such thing as coincidences. There are no such things as it happened by happenstance. Every step you take has been ordered by God. Which means every step I take, is going to bring me something great. And if it feels like it was a bad step or a misstep or a mistake, something great's going to come out of it. I wish you'd touch somebody on the shoulder. Say, something great's coming out of your life. Yeah, you shouldn't have dated them, but guess what? Something great's going to come out of it. Yep, you shouldn't have did that, but something great's going to come out of it. Yep, you shouldn't have bought that, but something great is going to come out of it. Uneasy, anxious, or embarrassed. Here's the last one, awkward. Say awkward. awkward. Um, um, I gave you on Wednesday this example of feeling awkward. None of us like to feel awkward. Awkward is, you got on slides, and, and it's not, Now in Denver, this isn't awkward. In Denver, this is normal. But everywhere else, it, it awkward is, it's four degrees outside you got on some of your brand-new Harvest It's My Jubilee Slides. Available in the Harvest Store. Text Harvest to 55498 or go to harvestchurch.church. Limited quantity. While supplies last? You ready? You ready? Ready? See, see you feel awkward. What, 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 what's me. Awkward just simply means that you don't think that what you need to be, you are. You don't think that what you need to know, you know. You don't think that what you need to have, you have. You have. But here's how greatness works. Say, so how does it work, Bishop? I Is that God will take what was awkward to you. And because greatness is on you and greatness is in you, it will, watch me, it'll change the game. See, when they made the Jordan tennis shoe, they didn't want them at first in the NBA. But y'all better hear me. What was awkward to begin with has become the gold standard to live by. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? You're about to change the game. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? You're about to set up a whole new way, a whole new system, a whole new strategy. Please touch somebody next to you and say greatness is coming out of you. So even though greatness isn't comfortable, I have to be what? Confident. Which means, leave me right there, leave me right there, leave me right there. It means I got to be confident. So even if I got one shoe on and I got a slide on, that's clearly too small. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Clearly, this is too small. Watch me. God says, don't pay attention to the awkwardness. Pay attention to the assignment. Because while you're looking at what's awkward, ain't nobody paying that much attention if you stay focused on your assignment. And I'm going to tell some of y'all, I know you feel awkward in certain areas of your life, but I pray that you focus. I know you feel awkward in certain situations in your life, but I pray that you focus. Why? Because what's awkward is about to be turned into something amazing. Elbow somebody say, be confident, please. Yeah, even if you got to have a limp, be confident. Even if you're on a gangster lane, be confident. Even if your car's a hoopty right now, drive that thing like it's a Rolls Royce. Y'all not talking to me. Even if you're in a t- messed up housing situation right now, I need you to do it like it's amazing and live it like it is amazing. Please say, I must be confident. I must be confident. Hebrews 10.35, do not throw away your confidence for it will be richly rewarded. Which means when you feel awkward, it's easily to abandon your confidence. When you feel awkward, it's easy to abandon your confidence. He says, so don't throw it away. In other words, don't throw it away and say, well, I guess I just can't preach because one of my shoes don't match the other shoe. So you're going to miss the whole assignment. Y'all not talking to me. You're going to miss the whole assignment, watch me, because you threw away your confidence and you abandoned your confidence in what felt awkward. I need you to encourage somebody because somebody was about to abort when God says you need to advance. Oh, I'm coming to get you today. Somebody in this building and somebody online, you were about to throw away the one thing that was going to be the best thing that could have ever happened to you. And I'm not going to let you do it. I need you to touch somebody on the shoulder, please, 1150. And say, don't throw your confidence away. Uh uh. Say, I speak the strength of God into you. Come on, you type it in the comments. Say, don't throw your confidence away. Say, here's why it's about to be rewarded in front of everybody it's about to be rewarded in front of everybody everybody gonna see come on 1115 say everybody gonna see because if you'll stay confident god says i'll make sure that while you're fulfilling your assignment i'm gonna give you everything you need so that your greatness comes together speak this over your life say it's coming together it's coming together it's coming together Walk in that place like you own that place. Walk in that place like you run that place. Walk on that field like you own that field. Get on that stage like you run that stage. Walk in that building like you own that building. Pray in front of them people like you know that God's gonna hear you. Somebody say, make me confident. Make me confident. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What is confidence, Mister? It is. I feel like preaching at it this. Yeah. It's the feeling or belief that you can rely on someone or something. So when I'm confident, it's a feeling and a belief, which means it's spiritual and it's natural. So I'm gonna believe better till I'm gonna feel better. See, when you're confident, what, what, insecure people will accuse you of arrogance. There's a difference. See, arrogance, arrogance, arrogance is all about look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Confidence, con. Confide, it's in me Arrogance is, look at me Confidence is, it's in me See, arrogance Arrogance talks a big game Confidence walks it like it 1115 You about to walk it like you talking You about to walk this thing out And everybody gonna say Who is that? How did they make that happen? How did they get that done? Somebody say, "Walking like you talking." Oh yeah, yeah, arrogance talks a big game. Confidence walks in and says, "How much it was it?" This is the price. I need you to open your mouth. Say, "I'm a walking like I talking." It. Walking it like you. Okay, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. 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 <laughs> walking like you. Right, let's come up. We gotta go. It's a feeling of belief, which means I believe better, so I feel better. For some of you, here's why you don't feel good. You don't believe good. You wake up and let the day tell you how to feel. Instead of waking up and saying, I feel confident today. I feel blessed today. Why? Why do you feel that way? Because I believe that way. And because I believe that way. I feel that way. Which means you can't come in between me. And my beliefs and my feelings. Because if I believe it I feel it. And when I feel it I believe it more. If I believe it I feel it. If I feel it I believe it more. Which means I am confident. Even if I don't feel like it. I am blessed even if I don't feel like it. I'm the head and the tail even if I don't feel like it. I'm above only and never beneath. Even if I do not feel like it. Because if I believe better. I will eventually feel better. Look at somebody said you're going to feel better this week. Tell her. Oh, I know you had anxiety last week. You're going to go into this week like, uh-uh, I need faith. I'm going to try over here. I gave you all a chance. Better get it together next time. You're going to walk into this week like what? I, I wish you would. I, I wish you would try to start something with me. I wish you would try to get me in anxiety. I wish you would try to depress me. I wish you would think I'm gonna give up. For this reason, was I sin? And I'm about to walk it like I talk. Let's go. Elbow somebody say, walk it like you're talking. You're gonna go to the bank and you're gonna walk it like you're talking. You, you were thinking, I'm not sure. You're gonna walk in the bank and they're gonna say, because of how sure you are, you walked it, and now you're about to walk it like you. It is the feeling of belief that you can rely on someone or something. Who am I relying on? God. See, arrogance is relying on self. Confidence, confide, it's in me. Confidence says, I'm relying on God. Let's check his credit. Let's check his credit. Look at somebody say, Let's check the Lord's credit. Name me how many times he failed you. Name me how many times that he let you down. Name me how many times he didn't feed you. Name me how many times he didn't put clothes on your back. Name me how many times he didn't come through for you. Guess what that means? God's credit is good with me. Somebody say, his credit is good with me. And I'm relying on the Lord. And if God be for you. No, no. Nah, nah, y'all ain't finna play them like that. Some of y'all a little too passive for me. So I'm gonna give you an opportunity to come out of passive land and get into great land. You ready? You ready? Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Why does the Bible say if God be for us, then who? It doesn't say what. It says who. Which means every what has a who behind it. See, that ain't your co-worker you're fighting with. That's the spirit behind that trick. Okay. I've that that ain't your family you fighting with that's the spirit behind them so the bible says if god be for you you know why i got confidence it's because only a fool would go against god and think you're gonna win I'm about to give everybody an opportunity to act like you're hearing what I'm saying. And I'm going to count the three. And only those of us in the building and online that know that God has never let you down. He's never lost a battle. Look at me. Well, Bishop, I didn't get what I wanted. He's not your genie. He's your God. So I don't care that you didn't get what you wanted. He's not here to serve you, you're here to serve him. So if he said no to that, that's because he's got something better than that. On three, everybody in the building, everybody online, give him great praise, one, two, three, go. He's a great God. 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 And I trust Him. And I trust Him. Even if I can't trace him, I trust Him. Even if I don't feel Him, I trust Him. His credit is good with me, I trust Him, I trust Him. I trust him. <laughs> Fist bump somebody said, say, I trust him with my whole life. I got to be confident even if I'm not comfortable because Hebrews 10.35 says that confidence has a great reward. So here's the question, Bishop. What are you preaching to us? What does great, great even mean? Say confidence, confidence. has a great, a great reward. So the question becomes this. Says, Bishop, What in the world are you even preaching to us? What is great? What does this mean? It means above normal. Say, I'm above normal. It means above average. You're not. You're not average. Let me let me help some of you explain your dating life. Is that you come from great to average, thinking you can bring them up? You ready? You are not captain save nobody. You are not Captain S. Save nobody. Look at me. God's about to put people in your life that match your greatness. You're not going to have to explain to them that you don't live a regular life. Because they're going to look at you and say, I know you're not regular. I know you're not normal. So I ain't coming to you on no normal mess. They're going to look at you and say, I know you're an entrepreneur, so I know your hours aren't regular like everybody else. So I ain't going to be sweating you because you didn't get off at five. I realize you're the one that that makes it happen. Sweating is an urban colloquialism that means constantly badgering you to get a particular response. Look at me. The Lord said something to me real powerful today. He says, son, you're always asking the wrong one. Oh, excuse me. He says, you're, you'll never get the right answer from the wrong one. He said, it's always too much when you're asking the wrong person to do it. <laughs> it's, but to the right person, it's never too much. Practice saying these words to somebody around you because they're about to hear these words. Because people have told them their whole life, your standards are too high. You want too much. You desire too much. Ain't nobody going to do all that. No, you can't do all that. That You ain't everybody. Practice these words. Come on, in the building and online. Say, so you're about to hear these words. It's never too much if you need it. Never too much. Never too much. Never too much. Never too much. Doom, doom, doom. Okay, listen, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Uh-uh. I need you to speak this to me. Say, Bishop, you're about to hear these words. It's never too much, man of God. It's always too much for the wrong people. It's never too much for the right ones. Ready? Ready? You're above normal, above average. Your quality is superior. Have you ever noticed how you can just throw some stuff on and everybody think that you spent four thousand dollars on an outfit? Because when you're great, watch me, you make what you wear. What you wear doesn't make you, you could have picked that thing up from the goodwill, but everybody's like, Oh my god, yeah. What is that? Velvet? Listen. Distinction, wonderful First rate, very good See, this is God's promise to you God says this is what you're supposed to be Remarkable in degree, power and in intensity What does this mean? Uh, you're, you have power when you speak You have power when you walk Matter of fact, when you walk, your click-clack Don't click-clack like everybody else click-clack Because your click-clack got some power in it Let's talk People accuse you of being, you're too aggressive, you're too assertive. That's because when greatness has intensity. Greatness ain't watered down Kool-Aid. Greatness is so strong that it looked like syrup. Y'all, and I'm going to tell some of y'all, stop watering yourself down for people that can't handle your level of greatness. Either you come up or I'm going to pray that God will put somebody else in the seat. But what I'm not going to do is come down to good because good is not where I live. I live in a place called... Remarkable in your degree, your power, your intensity. Degree infers temperature, which means everything you do, you do it hot. Everything you do, you do it at a level. Now watch me. Let me help some of you explain why people ghost you. And I'm not just talking romantic relationships. You've had friends ghost you. You've had fam- wave me if I'm talking to you. You've had family ghost you, and you thought everything was good. What happens is when you do things at a high temperature, You ready? In the human body, in the human body, when it detects an infection, the human body, without you telling it to do it, because he created it to be great, the human body automatically increases its temperature. Because watch me, because the infection can't live at that temperature. And for some of you, bitch, why so-and-so ghost me? Why so-and-so walk out? It's because the temperature automatically excluded they behind because they don't belong in your future. You open somebody next to you and say, it's automatic. Tell them, say, it's electric. Woogie, woogie, woogie. You ready? God, I feel like preaching. You ready? It's automatic. They were never going to be able to stay. Because they were never going to be able to live at that temperature. Because they were never healthy for you. They were an infection to you. And I heard the Lord say last night, I'm cleansing the infection. <laughs> Please touch somebody close to you. Say, the infection is leaving. The infection is leaving. And it's automatic. All you're going to do is be great, and your greatness is going to get intimidate they good if they don't want to come up. It means superior. When you're superior, all of your issues are going to come from those who feel inferior. And it's not even because you walk around talking about, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. It's just that good recognizes great, and if good doesn't want to come up to great, it's going to, watch me, all of your hell, all of your warfare, when you're the superior, it's going to come from those that are inferior. What's crazy is you'll try to make everybody around you warm by setting yourself on fire. Who am I talking to in the building? Online? You go out of your way to make sure people are good. You go out of your way to make sure people have what they need. You go out of your way to walk over and speak to them while they do nothing but growl at you. Yeah. You go out of your way to shalom them where they go out of their way to look you up and down. You know what they're looking at? Great just walked into the building. Ah. So look, baby, because this is what great looks like. Come on, let's go. That's so good. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So say, say, this is his promise to me. So, so watch me. This message is called How to Handle Great. Because if you mishandle great, listen to me, you will only seize it for a season. When God's promise is that greatness would be for a lifetime. Look at me. This ain't just going to be this year of your life. This is going to be every year of your life. Henceforth. This is not just going to be on this job. This is going to be at every job you ever have. This is not just going to be in this city. You can live in Anchorage, Alaska. You can live in Waxahachie, Texas. You can live in Don't nobody know where it is, Tennessee. And wherever you stand, you're going to be in a place called Great. Psalm 30 and 5 says that His anger is for a moment. Why does He get angry? He gets angry when His people settle for great when good is av- excuse, settle for good when great is available. God's anger with his people is that I did all of this for you, and you're living as low as you're living. I did all of this for you, and you're sitting up here, watch me, stressed out about living life, and there's other people who ran out of time, and they don't have a life to live. Everybody in this building, they don't say, Father, forgive me for not maximizing the life you've given me. I'm about to take what I have and play it with greatness. His anger is for a moment, but his favor is for a what? Lifetime. Greatness, how is it to be handled, Bishop? It's to be handled with honor. Open your mouth, say honor. Honor. Psalm 8 and 5. So this is how God made you. When he made you, he didn't make trash. This is why the enemy had to make you think you were trash, to confuse you about who you were, so that you would accept what anybody said about you. This is why, for some of you, you grew up in homes, watch me, where you didn't hear. I grew up in home, we always, say, I love you, I love you, I love you. My mother made sure. We all went around, I love you, I love you. We said 14, 15, 17, 15, 11 times. You understand? Pay, pay attention, pay attention. Look at me, look at me. For some of you, didn't grow up with that. Some of you grew up, you ain't nothing but a bleep, 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 bleep. Some of you grew up, you ain't bleep, 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 bleep. Some of you grew up, you never heard the truth of who you were. So you'd be confused about who you were. So that when you stepped on the scene, you would think you're less than you really were. <laughs> And if you don't know your worth, you'll take $20 when it's really... Okay, yeah. You ready? This is how God made us. Yet you made them. You better shout 1115. You made them a little lower than God himself. Okay. Which means if that's my daddy, when you see me, you see my... Look at your neighbor and say, who's your daddy? And look right back at me, because some of them might try to use that as an opportunity to holler. Look Look at me. 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 You made them a little lower than God. You made them a little lower than God. Which means God says, you are my image and my likeness in the earth. First John says, as he is, so are we in the earth. So the enemy needed you to think you were nothing so that you would never do anything. When God says, you are little Lord in me, God says, I ripped off a piece of me, put it in you, and breathed and said, the breath of life be in you. You know why you got power when you speak? Because when you speak, they hear your daddy speaking. You know why you scared devils and demons and witches and warlocks? Because when they see you, they see your daddy. When they hear you, they hear from your daddy. You have made them a little lower than God himself. And you crown them, and you crown them. Most of the time, we only think of crowns as that fumes. Fumes is a southern way to say funeral rouse, And they, they sing that song, and depending on what mortuary you're using, they're going to they're be very demonstrative in bringing the crown. They're going you know, to, they, depending on which one you're using, okay? All right, ready? And they sing this song, beautiful song, beautiful song, beautiful song. I shall wear a crown. And I'm going to put on my robe and tell the story about how I made it over. Stop, stop, stop. Look at me. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says. You already have one. I'm going to get some more, but I already have one now. It's a crown of glory and of honor. Would you say this about yourself? Say, I have a crown of glory and of honor. Which means if God made you with honor, you have the ability to honor, which means you are to honor, you ready? God, others, and yourself. In this message, I want to focus on this. We get to honor God. People of honor live from a place called get to, not have to. If you have friends in your life that feel like they have to support you, they don't honor you. If you have people around you that feel like they have to do it, that's not honor. People of honor say, I get to do this. I don't have to do this. See, I get to serve. I don't have to do Mm-mm. And you can tell the difference between those that think that way. Because the ones that see it as a get to, they're like, anything else you need me to do? Anything, anything else? Anything else? The ones that have to, look, I did what I'm supposed to do on my channel. These other people need to do what they're supposed to do. You dishonorable something. Oh, I feel like preaching now. You ready? If you've ever been to a restaurant, the people who are serving serving you, watch me, watch me, people who, who, who operate from a place of honor, they feel like they get to serve you. Not, hmm. Hmm. Here you go. Here you go what? Watch me, watch me. Because I'm going to honor you. You ready? But now this has to be an exchange. See, some people want to be honored and they never honor. Y'all not talking to me. So let's deal with this today. Say, we get to honor God. Come on, we're almost done in 15. First Samuel 2 and 30. This is the Lord speaking. God says, I promise to always let your family serve me as priest. This is the revelation for some of y'all because your family used to be in church. I feel like breaking up some fallow ground i feel like cutting through some curses i feel like getting somebody's family free today i feel like showing somebody exactly who they are god says god says i promise to let your family serve me as priests he says your family used to be spiritual your family used to all serve your family used to all love the lord he said look at this he says but i can't do this no more Because watch me, they were doing things, but they weren't doing them from a place of honor. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. But watch me, he says, I cannot do this any longer. I will honor anyone who honors me, but I'm going to put a curse on anybody who hates me. What does this mean, put a curse? What does this mean? Come here, please. What does this mean? I'm going to put a curse. What does this mean? God says this. This is what I'm going to do. It's not that God does this to you. Is that you do it to yourself, right? I played football for them that year and a half. (laughs) half. I played football for that year and a half. Okay, you're going to block for them. Okay, you get over there. You get over there. Pay attention. Y'all ready? Now, I know everybody's talking about basketball right now because Denver's doing good. After years of fasting and prayer, the Lord has heard our cry. Didn't he hear it? Some of y'all like, Bishop, I don't follow basketball. Neither do I. I just saw on Twitter that they're doing good yesterday. That's, that's all I saw. Y'all ready? Okay. You ready? So here's the deal. God says, when you honor me, I'm going to honor you. Check this out. God says, when you honor me, stuff is going to come against you. Go. Stuff's going to come against you, but I'm going to block that. You didn't even know somebody was trying to kill you that night at the club, but your honor, y'all ain't going to talk. You didn't even know somebody wanted you dead, but your honor, you didn't even know something was coming against you. Here, here's what happens. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. Here we go. Okay. All right. Good. Reset the play. All right. Down. Let's go. <laughs> there was a play when I played football. There was a play I played, and I, on offense, I was a full back. You understand? I wasn't no tailball. Back then, that was when I was Big Juicy. You understand? And so, and so, you know, I was a full back. Wasn't no halfback. Wasn't nothing half about what I I was a fullback. You understand? Fool. I was, I was from the one. You, know, you understand? All right. So, full back. So, so, we had a play called Blue 22. All right. My blue was to the right side of the quarterback to the two-hole, all right? all right. So it was right here, You right? So it's a handoff, you get the ball right here. Pay attention, you ready? Here's what dishonor does. Because you said, but God gonna do this to me? Mm-mm. Listen, look at me. If God wanted you out of here, you'd be out of here. For those of you right now that feel like, I just feel like God don't love me, you'd know. Because you'd wake up and couldn't catch your breath, y'all. Because it's his breath in your lungs. Y'all ain't talking to me. If he was against you, you'd know. Because nothing you ever do would ever work. Ready? Here's what he says. He says, if you dishonor me, go. What I'm used to blocking for you, now your block is not going to be there. And now, watch me, whatever was coming at you is going to get you. If you're hearing this message today, what is God saying to you? I need you to get your honor right so that you can get your block back. Y'all not talking to me. Lift your hands, open your mouth, say, "God, I honor you all the days of my life." Tell him, say, "I honor you with all of my life and all who I am." All right, bossy, look at me. So, so, the question is, what is honor? It is this Greek, Hebrew word. Language for our Old Testament kabad, not kebab. Say kabad. Okay, listen. to What it means now? God says, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. So I got to release it first so I can receive it from God. Say, if I release, I'll receive. So number one, it means to make weighty in two ways. God says, I will, if you make me weighty, what does weighty mean? If you put some importance on it. Let me see if I can send it the other way. Uh, let me have a backpack or something, a bag, something. Come on. Something, somebody give me something. Come on, you ladies. One of them backpacks y'all have. There you go. Y'all be calling them purses, and there ain't no purses, Y'all got luggage for the airport. Y'all got to check that stuff. (laughs) You ready? God says, if you will make my stuff weighty, which means even when it's heavy to carry, God says, then I'm going to make sure that you're weighty, which means, watch me, you're going to throw your weight around, which means you ain't going to have to sue nobody. They're going to be scared because you're weighty. I feel like preaching. You ain't going to have to fight nobody. They're going to be scared of you because you're weighty. Come here. All right, How many of you will agree that I'm a little short, very little, very, very little? Slightly shorter than him. You can barely tell. You can't even really see it. I don't even know what you're talking about. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Say weighty. God says, if you honor me, I'm going to make sure that, 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 that you are, uh, and you, you make weight of what I say. I'm going to make sure to make you weighty, which means even though this is you, this is who they're going to see. See, some of you are a little bit, but people got a lot of fear of you. You're like, why are people so scared? Why are people got such an issue? Because in the spirit, they don't see you. They see the fact that you've honored God. And now I get to hide behind my champion. Now I get to hide behind my God. And you can trap me if you want to, but I'll just take my hiding place. He that abides in the shadow of the almighty. Come on, let's go. Number two, number two. It means to abound with. Thank you. It means to abound with, which means if if I make, if I do a lot for God, God's going to do a lot for me. Abound means a lot. If I do a lot for God, God's going to do a lot for me. So some people wonder, why are you always so blessed? How come you always got testimonies? How come you got four approvals and I can't get one? It's because I do a lot for him. And because I do a lot for him, he does a lot for me. And for some of y'all, watch me, your days of giving God the least are over. Because from this day forward, you're going to abound with and give him a lot. And if you give him a lot, guess what you're about to get? A lot. Yeah. Bishop, how about I'm be in the second quarter? A lot. Bishop, how many great things am I going to see before the end of May? A lot? Bishop, how good is 2023 going to be good for me? It's going to be a lot. All right, let's look at this next one. Let's look at this next one. To boast about. God says, if you run your mouth about me, I'm going to run my mouth about you. See, for some of you, watch me. David, 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 David. Say David. David. David never submitted his resume to become king. He didn't even know that becoming king was an option because when David was a teenager, the first king was Saul. He didn't even know that there was such a thing as passing the monarchy on because they had never seen this. Saul was the first king. Well, watch me. But David was God's selection because when they put David in the back and thought they were punishing him to be out there with the sheep. See, for some of you, people have done things to try to hurt you. And what they don't realize is what hurts me deepest helps me most. Mm. Come on, 15. We're almost gone, but I need your faith to stay strong. I need you to look at somebody and say, what hurts you deepest is about to help you most. Okay? okay. So, so what was David doing? Well, David was out keeping his father's sheep. His brothers thought, oh, you're keeping them little few sheep. You ain't doing much and nothing. But what David was doing is he was boasting about the Lord. David, you do understand, discovered he was a songwriter when he was in isolation. He discovered he was a prophet when he was in isolation. He discovered that God had prepared a throne for him when he was in isolation. So, prepare attention to this. David would boast about the Lord. So, when the Lord was ready to make a new king, when he decided, I'm done with Saul, what did he do? He goes to a man named Samuel, who was the man of God. What does he do? He starts running his mouth about David. David. You're not listening to me. David was running his mouth in private about God. So God started running his mouth in public. And for some of y'all, your name's about to be brought up. God's about to put your resume in front of somebody and you never submitted one. Lift your hands, open your mouth, say, God, if I boast about you, you're going to boast about me. See, some of you have people right now, they tell you, You talk too much about God. Everything on your page is about church. Everything on your page, you saying your pastor. I boast about him, so he boasts about me, which is why when I step in the rooms, I don't have to introduce myself. God introduce. Would you elbow somebody and say, God's going to be your introduction. You're going to meet with the recruiter, and they're going to say, oh, we already know you. You don't have to tell us your background. Somebody's already spoken to us about you to glorify God says, if you glorify me, I'll glorify you. Which means you don't have to chase clout. Clout chases you. You ain't got to chase likes and shares and follows. They're going to chase you down. Why? Because I glorify God, so God makes sure that I'm glorified. I wish I had a faith church at this 1115. (laughs) Treat as great, which means when I treat him great, he's going to make sure I am treated great. Let me help some of you. If people around you complain about how great you're treated, those are not your people. People doing all of this for you, people doing all, oh, okay. You just told me you ain't going to do nothing. Watch me. And if you're jealous of how great I am treated, what you're telling me is you're going to over-treat me poorly to make up for the difference in which you think I should be treated. Bottom line is we have no future. Cut the cord. I don't know who needed to hear this. God just answered your prayer this morning. Cut the cord. That's not your person. You Ready? Come on. God says, if you treat me as great, I'll treat you as great. God says, you do right by me, I'm going to do right by you. Heavy D had a song. said, do me right. Do me right. I just want to be. You don't know that one. That's okay. We're going to do that for altar call. Look at the neighbor and say, do him right. God says, if you do me right, I'm going to do you right. You treat me great, I'm going to treat you great. See, listen, listen, even in church, sometimes people look, you know, I'm leaving all of that praise, now. I'm leaving all that. Because That's fine. I'm not shouting for you. I'm sorry you thought this was for you, but you ain't never done nothing for me. You ain't opened no doors, made no ways, healed my body. heal my body. I owe him. If I treat him great, he's going to treat me great. This is why for many of you, you get treated, watch me, at a level that doesn't even match your pedigree. People respect you in a way, and you're shocked sometimes at how people respect you. Because God says, if you treat me great, I'll treat you great. Next definition, develop. God says, if you develop your relationship with me, I'm going to develop things for you. Which means there's always going to be something developing for you. So people say, what are you working on? Anything new? You'll be like, well, what's not new in my life? Things are always developing for me because I'm always developing my relationship with the Lord. It means to make heavy or important. You're not going to have to chase important. He's going to make you important. I need you to look at somebody and say, "God's about to make you important." He's about wrong one. Say it to somebody that can shout with you. Say, "God's about to make you important." You people tried to play you like a cheeseburger, but they' about to figure out you the Big Mac, two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. So he's gonna make me important. For some of you, you've always felt insignificant. You've always felt like your your living was in vain. You always felt like you being on earth would. I, matter of fact, I hear the Lord. Please, eleven fifteen, go with me. I curse the spirit of suicide. Because for some of you, you said it doesn't even matter that I'm here because I have no importance. I have no significance, nothing. No one even cares. If I was to exit the earth, it wouldn't even matter that I was here. But I pray that you would live a long, healthy, anointed and prosperous life. I don't know who I'm coming for at this 1115, but I'm coming for somebody because you will live and not die. You're going to discover that God is about to make importance come to you. Because when you make him important, he's going to make you important. When you make him first, he's going to make sure you're never last. Lift your hands, open your mouth, worship God for five seconds, please. Five. We snatch you back from suicide. Four. Who am I talking to? We snatch you back from thoughts of depression. We snatch you back. From thoughts of dejection and rejection and abandonment. You shall live and not die. You shall live and not die. Come on, everybody say, I will live and I will not die. Let's go. Last two definitions. Bring two. Say, bring two. Okay, well, last two definitions on this one. Bring two. God says, if you bring me your stuff, I'm going to bring you to your answer. Let me help. God says, the reason I have you to pray, Bible says, cast your cares before me. Yeah. Yeah. God says, if you bring me your stuff, uh, you, if you bring me your stuff, watch me, I'm going to bring you to your answer. If you bring me your stuff, I'm going to bring you to your answer. No, you're, you're not getting it. See, the reason some of you haven't been brought to your answer is because you brought your problem to everybody but God. God says, I was going to bring you to the answer, but you never brought it to me. And since you dishonored me, you figure it out. Since you want to know what everybody else thinks but me, you figure it out. Since you want to know what everybody else you know thinks except me, you figure it out. Then it means come to. God says, if you come to me, God says, I'm going to make sure that what you need comes to you. There's some things I'm going to bring you to. There's other things, there's other things that are just going to come to you. 1115. Say, He's bringing me, and things are coming to me because I honor the Lord. Then it means to treat as nobility, which means God says, If you treat me like a king, I'm going to make sure you're treated that way. You ready? What we have now is a whole bunch of people that treat God like He's a genie in the bottle instead of a God on a throne. So consequently, if you don't like what He does, you disrespect Him. If you don't like what he says, well, I don't believe in all of that. He's a king. He doesn't have to negotiate with you. I ain't never seen one king negotiate and say, well, tell me what you think, honey. Kings say, this is what I said, and I said what I said, and what I said is what I wanted to say. And if I wanted to say different, I would have said something different, but I said what I said. So God says, I've made you a king and a priest. Now, if you choose to live less than that, I've made you the head and not the tail. If you want to always be the tail, that's on you. Y'all ready? Watch me, God says, treat me like a king, and I'm going to make sure you're treated like a king. That's nobility. God says, if you fight for me, I'm going to fight for you. God, see, watch me. Th- this is why nobody can be, should be able to talk about your God in front of you. You know what I'm tired of? Say what you're tired of, Bishop christians because what i can't figure out is how you so big and bad in church and how you so big and bad online then you get around some of your crazy family members and they talk about god and they talk about church and you just sit there and say nothing you can say what you want to say think what you want to think but you ain't gonna do it in front of me God says, if you fight for me, I'll fight for you. And fight for God doesn't mean tearing other people down. Fighting for God saying that God is for you and not against you. Fighting for God says that it's in him that I move, I live, and I have my being. Fighting for God is not tearing other people down. Fighting for God is lifting other people up. Because some of y'all got it twisted. You think judging other people means you're fighting for him. It's quiet in this church. You think condemning other people is fighting. I'm standing up for righteousness. No, you got your own stuff to work out. You don't tear nobody else down because they're dealing with something different than what you're dealing with because everybody's dealing with something. <laughs> but look at the person next to you say, but God's got us both. God's got us both. <laughs> promote. Let's get these last definitions. We got to go. Promote. God says, if you promote me, I'll promote you. God says, you put me on, I'll put you on. God says, I'm on what you on. God says, if, if airtime people look at your social media, you pushing the word, you pushing the Bible, you pushing church, you pushing people getting the word, God says, now nah, I'm going to promote you. You Watch me, you ain't going to need a marketing company. Your marketing company is going to be heaven. I don't know who needed to hear this, but God says he's going to promote your business. <laughs> God says he's going to promote your endeavor. If you promote the Lord, the Lord's going to promote you. Last two definitions of honor. God says, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. If you do this for me, I'll do this for you. You don't do this for me, don't expect anything from me. I'm a god, not a genie. What in Aladdin, what was the genie's name? G? Genie? Yeah, I'm Aladdin. Come on now. Is this, his name was Genie? Oh. I thought he had a name. All right, you ready? All right, so, so take this, out. and I'm talking about the original. I don't know nothing about this You ready? It says genie. Thank you. Come on, Jeannie. You googled it for me. Thank you. You ready? ready? Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. God says, God says, God says, God says this. God says, if, and let's get to the last one. Then we're gonna come back. If you stop doing what dishonors me, I'll make sure you're never dishonored. In other words, God says they gonna wanna talk crazy to you. And I'm going to snatch them up. The only place they're going to say it is not in your presence. This is why for some of y'all, they, they have to tell you what so-and-so said because so-and-so ain't never going to say that to your face because God is not going to suffer you to be dishonored. Did you hear what I just said? Touch your neighbor and say, God won't let you be dishonored if you honor him. They're going to have to say it to somebody else because they will never be able to say it to you. They're going to have to email it because they're not going to be big and bad enough to say it. Y'all not talking to me. God says, if you honor me and and don't do what dishonors me, you will live your life in a place of honor. All right, here's this other definition. It was the first before last, but I want to give it to you last. Go to or do for while sore. God says, if you will do for me, even when you are sore, what does this mean? In pain, frustration. See, I know somebody told you that walking with the Lord, everything was going to be amazing. And here's the truth. It will be. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it always is. But God says, "Here's your shout, 11:15." And we gotta go. God says, "If you will do for me while you're sore, I will make sure that your whole life you're gonna soar. If you'll do for me, S-O-R-E, I'll make sure that you soar, S-O-A-R, which means you will always be above it. You'll always be on top of it. You'll never be broken down. You'll never be beaten down." Everybody stand. Everybody stand in the building and online. So Mark chapter 6, in Mark chapter 6, Jesus is doing what Jesus does. And Jesus has had great success in in, in the first few chapters. In Mark chapter 6, you see verse 1, Jesus comes into his hometown and his disciples follow him. When his disciples follow him, Jesus is expecting that the people in his city are literally about to celebrate the fact that he's there. And sometimes, watch me, the people who've gotten the most from you celebrate you the least. People don't often celebrate the Kroger because they're so used to it. Even though it's always provided what they needed. You'll catch the revelation in a moment. Sometimes people will celebrate a specialty store that they only go to periodically, but they won't celebrate the store that they pull from every week. You'll catch the revelation later. But Bishop, why is that something to shout about? Because you the store. Which means, watch me, I still had what was needed anyhow. His disciples follow him. Stand with me in the building in online, Verse 2. Now, when the Sabbath had came, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many listeners were astonished at him, saying, where did this man stop? You know his name. Why wow, all of a sudden, this man? Which means, watch me. When you, when, when you are walking in greatness, people who knew you before you are great will try to put you back at the level they met you. Look at me, y'all. See, so they met you when you were confused about yourself. So now, it's been a few years. Let me tell you how God does greatness checks. He brings people from your past around. And he says, now, are you going to let them put you back where they met you? Or are you going to make them come up to the greatness that's... He says, there were many listeners. Where did this man learn these things? And what is this wisdom that has been given to him? And such miracles are performed by his hands. Which means they heard him and they saw his miracles. Somebody say this, but they did not honor him. In fact, verse 3 gets worse. Isn't this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? What did they try to do? They tried, you ready? To make him common. Because when you're great and you're the superior, all of your hell is going to come from the inferior. Now what was Jesus doing? Teaching and working miracles. Who needed what he had? They did. Who didn't get what they needed? They did. Could it be that you are constantly in a place where you need something because you didn't honor what you had. It's quiet in this building. They dishonored him. And the Bible says that they took offense at him. You the one need a miracle though. There's a horse and water in every equation and the worst thing is to think you do the water when you the horse. Because you'll starve to death when water was available, but you were offended at the water because you wouldn't honor the water. It's quiet in the building. Just like there's some people, you could have helped them get their business together, but they didn't honor the water. You could have helped them get their body out of together, but they still struggling. Why? Because they didn't honor the water. Somebody next to you say, you're a person of honor. And if they didn't look like they accepted it, reach around them and elbow somebody else. Say, you're a person of honor. We got to go. Verse 4, Jesus said to them, a prophet is not dishonored. These are the only places you're going to be dishonored. Your hometown, which is why for some of you, you have to get out of it. Because your greatness will never ever be seen. It will never ever come out. Because when you're in an environment that's comfortable, that means that greatness ain't there. Jesus said to them a prophet is not dishonored except in his hometown, amongst his own relatives, in his own house. He said, This is the only place where I get treated so so poorly. He said, this is the only place, he said, this is the only place, Jesus like, I've been to all these other cities and they get miracle signs and wonders. He said, and the one that I was most happy about bringing what I had to has dishonored it. It's quiet in the building. I said, it's quiet in the building. Verse 5. So he couldn't do many miracles there. Except he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. Which means when dishonor is present, so is lack. Show me lack, I'll show you dishonor. Show me somebody in deficit, I'll show you dishonor. Show me somebody struggling, I'll show you dishonor. And I need you to just prophesy this over the person on your left and your right. Just touch them on the shoulder. Online, you type it in the comments. Say, but from this day forward, forward, honor honor. is about to get you honored. So watch what Jesus does. And I'll, I'll have to finish this on Wednesday. Watch what Jesus does. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Doubt means I believe, but I'm struggling with it. It means I believe, but I'm struggling. This is doubt. Doubt is like this. Okay, I believe. Okay, but I'm just kind of struggling. Now let me beat you. <laughs> Ready? Here's unbelief. Here's unbelief. Here's unbelief. You missed it. Doubt means okay. There's a little fight. There's a little fight. There's a little fight. But I, Lord, help my help me. Lord, Lord help me. Lord, Lord help. Me. Lord, Lord, help. That's doubt. Unbelief is. How do you see his miracles and say, I'm not believing? Not because I didn't see what I saw, but because I don't like who I saw it through. Oh, God. And he was amazed at their unbelief. He said, y'all are choosing to not believe. So he said, I'm choosing to this is what Jesus said. Since you're choosing not to believe, I'm choosing to go to the next village. I'm choosing to go to the next town. Is it because you're not going to lock me into this zip code and lock my greatness in a place that it's dishonored? Reach out, grab the hand of the person next to you. They dishonored God and didn't get what they needed. Only a few people got it. But hear me, 1115, everybody in Harvest is about to step into a seat of honor where we're going to honor the Lord. And when we honor the Lord, what is he going to do? He's going to honor us. Squeeze that hand. Father, I pray right now that our lives will be lives of honor. That we would see ourselves as getting to honor you. We would see ourselves as getting to put you first. Lord, restore our honor for you. Lord, restore our honor for you. Let us do what we just were taught to do. And if we honor you, you made the promise that you would honor us. We declare that there will be no lack because we're people of honor. We declare that there will be no deficit because we're people of honor. We declare that as we honor you, you will honor us. You won't have to leave us because we honor you. You won't have to go to somebody else because we honor you. You don't have to give our blessing to somebody else. We honor you. You don't have to give our breakthrough to somebody else. We honor you. You don't have to give our money to somebody else. We honor you. Loose that hand, lift that hand, give him honor. Come on, 1115, give him honor. give him honor. And we honor you, God. Honor is what we do. Honor is what we do. Honor is who we are. In Jesus' name, heads bowed, as we got to go. We're over time. None of what I just preached applies to you if you don't know him. So I need this to apply to you. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. Be sure in this building, you're going to slip your hand up when I count to three. Online, you're going to do the hand-wavy emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Bishop, what is the gospel? It's good news. What's the good news? The bad news is wrong. What's the bad news? That it was over. That you were by yourself. That God didn't love you. Say, he loves me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. In the building, when I count to three, put your hand in the air. Online, do the hand-waving emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. Respond right wherever you're at. Lift that hand or do it online. No guilt, guys. No guilt. No condemnation. No shame. Say, he loves me. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. I honor you, and because of that, you honor me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, scan the QR code or text HARVEST to 55498.
2: Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word DECISION to 55498 we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God,
0: love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel.